This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. We have a veil. Are you a rock monster? Beat your teeth. Beat your teeth. <laughs> Beat your meat. Teeth your, your teeth. Skeet your brain. Are you excited for this week's Dragula review? <laughs> that was like the riff, but backwards. Review. We are getting spooky on episode four of Dragula season four, which is Monsters of Rock. And we have a super special monster guest this week. Miss Meredith Cherideth. Mary Cherry is on with us. (laughs) Mary Cherry is here. Listen, we do the recap and then Mary Cherry joins us at the end for an interview. So strap in, pull that little um, roller coaster seat down and get ready to be electrocutioned by the dreadnought electrocutioner. Because it's time for another episode of Spooky Seconds. And thank you, everyone, who sent me the Cynthia Erivo and Ariana Grande information. I am well aware. Of we the will be casting. talking. About we'll get there time. later. Okay. Goodbye. Forever. First choice is a big old bus. You turn around and boom, you end up with us. Sloppy seconds. Oh, Diva. Hello, Hello, Fuglies. We are your ghoulish Goulash gals. Ghouls. And, ghouls. And welcome to Spooky, Spooky seconds. seconds, which means it's a Friday. So we are being Spooky. spooky. On we the did note get of a being small, smo- spooky. What? Sorry? I said on you the note go- of being spooky. <laughs> we did get an email. Yes, from a good friend named, well, not a good friend anymore. <laughs> they came right into our inbox. We might believe that. Can y'all drop the spooky thing altogether? You're not very good at it. And more annoying than you realize. Your personalities and your opinions of the episodes work just fine. To which I responded, don't listen. (laughs) Also, just take a a little more time to proofread your email. There's a couple things missing. The wrong, the wrong, the wrong worst. Okay, no, no, no. We're not going to drag someone over that. Okay, but they can drag us over being creative and putting something, some free content out into the world that you listen to. And I and I want y'all to know that we're not going to dwell on this, but I will say we have been doing a podcast for, for like over three years, three years m- longer if you include that. Anyway, we've been annoying the whole time, the whole time. The our whole brand is time. built on Be- annoying. Yeah, so I don't understand. Meepo sings in the theme song. We chose annoying from the jump. And on that, <laughs> let's get into our spooky, spooky recap. Review. This 
okay. episode four, Monsters of Rock. Always the best episode of every This season. episode, I was screaming the whole time. This was such good TV. This Shout was the best episode to the Boulay of Brothers. Boulay Brothers. Shout Dragula out to of all time. the team. Like, this was so good. I loved this. I was screaming the whole time. The looks were good. The All the edits were good. I mean, this was good-ass TV. Here this was for it. great television. Oh, and we do have a special guest joining us. She's coming yes. a little later. We You'll... figured it would be best if we got through our whole review and then spoke to them. That's right. But you know who it is because you she looked at the... She already tweeted about it. Well, <laughs> she tweeted about it before we recorded. But also, you um, looked at the title when you clicked play. So the title says Mary Cherry's on the <laughs> yeah. show. Uh, she'll be joining us later. But quickly, Meatball and I are going to recap this episode. So let's get into it here. Uh, last week, remember, was the Weird Wild West. Weird mm-hmm. Wild West. And um, everyone wanted to fuck Dolly. That trend continues this week as well. Yeah, baby. Give me that and- dick. Daddy. <laughs> and La Zavaleta won the challenge. Everyone had to ride that mechanical bull. Everyone did for the extermination. And then our big titty diva Coco was exterminated. Sad to see her go. Very sad to see her go. Uh, yeah, confused as to how they decide. They get to decide whatever they want. It's their show. Yes, but it, then don't say that it's based on the ch- Anyway. This week's episode starts well with some sweet, sweet little beefy boys, and I knew most of them. The hog. It's a strip club. Oh, another thing that we've been getting is like three emails saying that in these opening sequences, they give you a clue as to who goes home at the end. So, <gasps> like you said, the here piggy piggy in the in the weird wild west, it was Coco because she was a piggy. Before that, it was who? Uh, it was the mask thing and they sent home the mask which you called out and then astrid i forgot there was some oh they just were like that's a hideous outfit and apparently she had the most hideous outfit oh wow so in this episode is the the... clue that a a drink got spilled on her and mary's messy like i don't uh, there oh because this scene there was no dialogue in this scene these Thank the boules came in God. and they were they were punk rock and uh they uh one of the strippers who do you see what i wrote on there was that darren stein was that was the bald one darren stein no it was brew <laughs> well there was bruin and drew and then J flow lefty was the uh, other one with the there big were like booty many dancing. more and then in the beginning i thought ian was getting a whole scene to himself because he was sitting there doing cocaine and counting money and counting money and to be honest if that's all the money you're getting from cocaine sales, maybe go into a different business. Stop. I was like, he's, he's maybe those eight hundred dollars twice. Maybe those were big twice. <laughs> um, okay, so but then uh, a, a, a stripper spills a drink on the boules, and um, they snap their little fingies, and then the stripper gets murdered by the other stripper with like his thighs, thighs. thunder oh. thighs of steel. Horny. It was it very was a good horny. Scene. I liked the scene. I'm worried. I'm curious why there was no dialogue. Maybe they just maybe you know. know there's strength in silence, especially for non-actors. And then so back in the back boudoir. in the boudoir, all the monsters are sore from riding the mechanical bull. Oh my god! Which they were when I Mary said. Imagine when Mary said, "I'm 38." I'm thinking to myself, "Yeah, I would be a mess the next oh, yeah. day." I had to a jump. Mess. I had to jump down off of a five foot stage the other day, and I was like, "This might be it. <laughs> this might be what <laughs> this might be it for me. They got me, gal." <laughs> um, 
And then my favorite, one of my favorite moments is when the conversation just goes like, how did you feel about both people up for extermination? And people are just talking very explicitly about their likes and dislikes of the other people not knowing who's going to walk in from around the other side of that wall. It seems like maybe now it's not. It, maybe now they're not listening on the other side. Maybe they did that just for Zavaleta because, like, Saint came in and wasn't like you were talking bad about me or like well, you no were saying was I was really low talking energy. bad yeah. about Saint. They were mostly talking about how Coco seemed defeated before she even competed. True, 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 true. So, but Saint reappears. Um, she said that she held on for dear life on that bull, and then all of a sudden we get a video message, and they they run upstairs to watch the video. No, I found out. What from a contestant I will not mention who that the boudoir is in fact in the globe, but it's like at the entrance of the like it's at the front. Oh, so it's not in the basement. It's it's not in the basement, so that's why it's able to have a taller be so tall. That I mean, listen, the globe that's a huge building. So for them to, but then why not just swing it back to the workroom instead of going to the cauldron? Maybe it's about lights, like pre-lighting, oh, post-lighting, yeah, 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 crew. Yeah, yeah. You know, there are a lot of logistics in producing a TV show. I know about 4% of what that's like by producing a podcast on a Zoom call. Well, I was on a TV show, and I will say, there's a lot of logistics, but they have a big team. Now, we're on to the video message. The annual Monsters of Rock You're talking Challenge. about Pretty Smarts when you were on Pretty Smarts? I was on Pretty Smarts. Now, create a Monsters of Rock solo look. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense. So that's going to be their runway or the uh, main stage or the floor show. Floor show. Now, number two, they create two bands and they have to compete in a Monster of Rock show of monster proportions and they have to choreograph it, lip sync it, and make it all happen together. Yeah. And a unified band look. So they have two looks that they have to present. Yeah. And both of the bands will be performing to Poppy's song, Bite Your Teeth. And by George Each. And Poppy will also be a guest judge. Now, oh, and the winner will be in no. a. No, I, we took that I out. Forgot but the to winner gets sentence. to be in a in, in, in the heavy metal heavy magazine. metal magazine, which is really that's a to great be their gift. character that they present as part of the challenge will become animated and inserted into a comic book story in heavy metal magazine, which is very fucking cool. And then the boulets just say it like it is: we've split you into teams in order to piss you off and create and drama. Dead mama, that is good producing, and they said it to our faces too. How did they know? I mean, I knew that Sigourney because and Mary had beef, but. I didn't think Jade and um wait were those those weren't the pairs Jade and Betty were paired were previously at uh, Nosferatu's beach party. And Zavaleta were paired. Dolly and Hoso were paired. And Sigourney was paired with Coco. So or no, no Mary, Mary was paired, was paired, Mary was paired with, Coco. with Coco and Sigourney, Sigourney was, was with, with Astro. So it is everyone is basically in their pairs. Mm. Wow. Well, and then they al- assign lead singers, and who, when they assign lead singers, the they also say of the team they are the leaders of the band. It's explicitly mentioned that they are the leaders, leaders of, of the team. It seems like everyone heard that except for Mary Cherry. There well, were eight ex- people listening; seven of them heard what was said. Well, it also didn't seem like Jade or Betty heard it either because they never at any I point. Oh no. Oh, maybe they were, because I remember when they were on stage fighting. 
And she was like, since so you're now you're the leader. So are you the lead singer or are you the group leader? And I think Jade and Betty were both like, she's both. Girl, that sounded like selective listening on Mary's part to be like, well, I want to be in charge. I want my ideas heard. So I didn't hear that you were the leader. So back in the, the boudoir. Split them up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> back in the boudoir, there's no there's fright, no fright feet, feet. And there's no fear factor moment. They just jump right into it. And it is already clear. Who's, that Mary which and team Sigourney is win? have oh. beef. Yes. No, totally. It was it very was like, clear from the beginning that they were like, let's do this, let's do this, let's do this. And they were all on the other side being like, no, no, no. Like, just fighting from the get-go. Yeah, that second team. Yeah. And it's like, it's to begin with, there seems like there are two arguments. There's Betty and Jade sort of like snipping at each other. And then Mary and Sigourney are having fundamental differences about what the challenge should be. So one seems petty and the other seems more fundamental. And then they all grow to just be petty. Yeah. All the and what did you think of the argument? Because Sigourney was like, we should be really pretty and beautiful rock stars. And I think that's where the first disagreement happened between her and mary because mary was like no it's rock we have to be dirty and grungy i feel like yes that i feel like sigourney looked around and was like well we're the pretty girls let's go be pretty and i don't disagree with that and at the end of the day i think aside from what mary was wearing they all painted really pretty They all just were pretty girls. And, they were, and it was they were doing glam rock. They were doing 80s glam rock. I mean and, and, and had, it great. had they been more cohesive in their performance, it really would have worked. So I don't think there was a I don't think there was anything inherently wrong with what Sigourney was saying about that. I think Mary was trying it just felt like Mary was trying to pick a fight. It felt like whatever Sigourney was gonna say, Mary was gonna say the opposite and figure out a way to justify it. That's how it looked. Yeah, yeah. It it also felt like um, and I am in no way defending Mary, but maybe she thought it was supposed to be a team collaborative effort, and it ended mm-hmm. up being that Sigourney was supposed to be the leader and that just threw her. Like, I feel like that's, there was a disconnect there. There was a disconnect in their styles of drag. And yes. it just, it spiraled. It it definitely spiraled from something small. And I think ultimately the biggest misstep was in that first conversation. No one said out loud, well, Sigourney is the leader. She wasn't like, well, I'm the leader, but I definitely want to hear from all of you. Because had she led with that, everyone yeah. would have been like, yes, you are the leader. Or Mary would have been like, what? And that would have been And then solved. it would have cleared it up instead of them literally doing a full rehearsal and then arguing at the end of rehearsal who was in charge. But ultimately, what I will say Mary is was that, never going to back down. Correct. It Mary felt will like never. That is that is a fight that wanted to happen, that was gonna happen, and there was no way that they were like kind of in the beginning. I was like, maybe they chatted with one another and they were like, let's really do a fight and then team up and win. But like, you know, off off to the side that they had made that plan, but it just seemed like they had fundamental personality differences and they will never get along. Oh, never, 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 unfortunately. So um, um Let's move. What? Let's move forward. But I do want to say because we, when they gave the challenge this mm-hmm. time, unlike the 
vampire beach party, Nosferatu beach party, this one was clear in what the directive was and what to expect, yes. which is a choreographed lip sync, two groups, one song, let's do it. Yeah. Whereas I think there was a lot of confusion from the, us, the audience, and other people on the Nosferatu one, because it was like, what are they doing? So you'll never back down? Is that what you're saying? That was two episodes ago. Why are you trying to bring that up? I'm just saying that it's a similar <laughs> challenge, but this one was executed better because I think they knew what they were supposed to do. Yes, this one was very, very clear, which is, I think, why it was even more sort of jaw-dropping that 40 minutes into the TV show, Mary's like, who said you were the leader, babe? <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, no, it was so when clear. She hit her with the babes, I was like, Mary, was like, this is not the right hill to die it on. It is so clear. I also do want to like note because it just seems like the emotions were so high. Like Jade was really going through it and like felt like she wasn't representing herself and wasn't using her voice. That's and Mary she wasn't like, getting notes. Pulled her aside to like like be like let that shit go and just be here they did a primal scream together like it really felt like they were trying to become a mm-hmm. team but you know when you're like if any of those girls were actually her teammates they would have said mary you still have green paint in your ear <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Fuck. um i want to ask her about that too that green uh but you know when you're like when you're fighting with someone or I sometimes do this on the podcast where it's like, I get focused on something and I can't stop bringing it up or can't stop talking about it. Oh, absolutely. Or if you're fighting with someone, you're just like, I can't stop picking this fight. It yeah. kind of felt like at a certain point, that whole Glamrot team, they were just like, well, no matter what Jade says, I'm going to disagree. With her. And it's like, fuck man. They just go to catch a break. Yeah. Out of everybody. From themselves. Like, yeah. They really were pushing Jade's opinions completely to this. They were like, we don't care about your opinion. And I feel like that kind of keeps happening to her. Yeah. Throughout the whole show. Anyway. Okay, where well, were we? I think what, what, what we can really sort of sum the whole thing up is that Dolly says, no, it's not awkward. It's more like secondhand embarrassment to watch them fight. When she's looking at the other yeah. team. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That was it was it was hard to watch. This whole episode was hard to watch. Hard to watch. All right. Well, let's take a break. Um and well, when you know we come who wasn't back, hard to watch? Dolly. Hey Dolly. <laughs> better is easy with factors delicious ready to eat meals every fresh never frozen meal is chef crafted dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes you'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week including calorie smart protein plus and keto also there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long when my fridge is stocked with factor meals i'm like Oh, baby, I don't have to think about this. Mm-hmm. Like, it is so nice. The combinations are so good. I am a meat eater, but the vegetable options, there are so many. Like, I remember I had like a, it was like a mushroom with pasta and like a cauliflower rice. And I was like, the mushroom is filling. Like, there's plenty of uh, portion, there's plenty of vegetable, and there's plenty of flavor. And I am usually sort of not a microwave person. Mm-hmm. Very cool. 
that this quality of food can just be heated up in the microwave. And so fast. I also love it because I am a, a very much into ordering delivery. I and know. now having all the food there, I can kind of pick what I want and it's ready in two minutes. I don't have to wait an hour for stuff to get delivered. And these are way healthier options than ordering delivery. Completely. And when they have multiple things in them, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, if I cook for myself, all I'm going to eat is the biggest bowl of pasta you've ever seen in your life. But this is oh, yeah. like, you get a little pasta and the chicken and a vegetable all in one dish. Looking for gourmet meals try meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon shrimp truffle butter broccolini and asparagus and factor meals eliminate the hassle of prepping cooking or cleaning up all you got to do is heat up and savor the good stuff customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need pause to reschedule deliveries that suit your lifestyle and we're celebrating earth day all month long with factor look out for the earth month eats badge on the menu items for their lowest carbon footprint meals head to factormeals.com slash sloppy seconds 50 and use code sloppy seconds 50 to get 50 percent off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code sloppy seconds 50 at factormeals.com slash sloppy seconds 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. That's a sleigh, baby. Okay, we are back. And We're it's back. The next Day. Oh, ooh, we're back. Oh, we're back. And it's Dolly. the next day. How about you come so, fuck with some? Okay, what oh were we doing? <laughs> it's the here. next day, and Sigourney is working on a black pleather outfit for Mary, and it's taking longer than two hours. Mary was like, oh, you told me this would take two hours. Here we are a day and a half later. That, I will say I mean, that that type of fact, yeah, that interaction, and also to say that in a room full of people who are watching your team spiral is... It's not, it's, it, it's antagonistic in a way that it shouldn't be. So basically, they were meant to all have a unified look. Everyone seemed to have something black, patent leather, except for Mary. So Sigourney was like, I'll make something for you. And then Mary wasn't helping, but Sigourney was refusing help. But Mary doesn't have the sewing skills. But she could have helped in another way. But Sigourney other, was saying... It seemed like there was other stuff they could be doing, maybe. Correct. But Sigourney was like, no, I'll handle it. And then, while all that was going on, they're doing their like producer interviews, which everyone can hear. And so, it just fueled the passive-aggressive communication because they're sitting there talking about one another in front of one another to a third party. And Mary was wearing that little hat the whole fucking time. (laughs) This is what I'm talking about, good TV. This, I was like literally cheering at my computer screen. I was like, this is what I want to see. Well, because they were really, not only did they pit them against each other, then they were like, hey, talk shit about each other (laughs) five feet from each other. While we already know that you guys aren't even like getting along. Oh, okay. it's great. And then the biggest the biggest sort of blow-up moment before they get up on the floor show is that the producers ask Sigourney, like, well, what do you think is going to happen? And she says, I'm just going to trust in my teammates' abilities and hope for the best. And then Mary Cherry steps in with a, 
I don't, I'd never say I'd hope for the best. Hope for the best. That's not a team leader thing to say or whatever. And right. then they, that's, cut not, to the, that's not optimistic. And it's like, it's inherently optimistic. Yeah. It's, we're hoping, baby. We're, that's I'm optimism. Hoping for, for the best. For the best. <laughs> <laughs> I think if you look up optimism, I think the definition is hope for the best. It's actually a photo of Sigourney Beaver saying, I'll hope for the best. No, actually, it's a it's a gif of Mary Cherry saying hope for the best twice <laughs> in the episode before. Yo, and then this, when I was like, they cut back to two episodes ago when Mary was with Coco and their team wasn't working very well. And she said, let's just hope for the best. <gasps> that is some good ass. Someone like, went in there and was like, I know she said that once She definitely like, said it. They had to have seen it or say it so many times that they were like, oh, we're going to go find it. Um, and then again, it's my favorite time of the episode. Alert! Alert! The floor show is about to begin. The and floor they- show is starting. Girl, what host This time they were all like, we get it. We're not going to keep... <laughs> we we don't even have the energy to do this joke anymore. Hosa was like probably doing some intricate makeup on her face. She There's a shot of her in the mirror going like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Slowly painting her face. Fuck. How long do you think they have to get ready? I feel like three hours, but let me say this. Drag Race UK fucking uh, they did stole it this idea. Yeah, They were I like, oh, that. the Boulets are building um, suspense over there. We're going to take that idea. They snatched that right on. And then, they, and then on Drag Race UK, they all got ready in like 60 minutes or whatever. And then mm-hmm. RuPaul went from being out of drag to in drag in the same amount of time. Find that hard to believe. False. Find that hard to believe. Let's talk about this floor show because, baby, these are the The Boulets killed this. They look the big hair. so good. They, I honestly love them in a leotard like this. I love them they showing so much They look incredible. So they body. look like fucking superheroes. I know. They look like uh, Lady Death. Do you know Lady Death? I don't. She looks like that. You know, they're this also, world, even though we're wearing doing... Madeline Hatter hair, too, from oh, season really? whatever. Yeah. Their hair two, looks incredible. Two, the three, outfits look great. Three. They had huge pyrotechnics. You could also tell that, you know, not to take words out of their mouth, but they were feeling cunty, hunty. They were really yes, feeling they it. they were feeling themselves that day. Because they had those little claws on, those little bird claws. They, they want. They were living their fantasy. It was everything to me. I was like, I would see this all the time. Also, like, they were probably sitting in the dressing room while they were getting ready, just like hearing from the producers all the drama. They were probably just so happy. Oh my god! They were like, "Oh my god, they're fighting! They're the fight- girls oh are my fighting! God, I can't wait and to I see look it. like this! <laughs> the girls are fighting, and I look like this!" Tima, bring it on! Give them the Emmy. <laughs> <laughs> um. So this week we have special guest judges Poppy and Rachel True, who does not age. Out of the all- craft, half and half. I mean, she looks the same. She looks exactly the same. Do you know the that she's almost 60? Beautiful. I love she her. She drinks like carrot juice every day. What are you drinking right now? Celery Some water? Mint lemonade. Okay. Ooh. So. Ooh. And Poppy is there. And now I know Poppy from the YouTubes. And I yes, guess they but I guess music she does now. like metal music now. That's great. Good for them. Um, the floor show begins. La, La Zavaleta comes out in a studded glamour rock with a pyro stick, which was very cool. Her pyro stick prop was cool. It harkened back to like Lady Gaga's disco stick. Remember that 20? Yeah. And I thought that her look was so cool because she had a ball. Correct me if I'm wrong. She put a bald cap over her bald head. 
So she still looked very much like herself, not like a character. But then she had safety pins in her head. Oh, I thought they were just like glued. Uh, the ones on her forehead were just like glued to the forehead. No, because the they were like there. Were, it was like metal and then skin and then metal. I think it's just glued to her head. Ooh, Daddy Dolly is like a out. devil clown. Yeah, and I also like. I don't know if you noticed, but the mustache is always like very. I mean, it's Dolly, but it like goes <laughs> like two different directions. Salvador, like, it's, it's so hot. Did you think this was a club kid boot? Like it little baby from Aldehyde went home. In? It was a club kid boot. No, no, no. The Club Kid boot curse only exists in the episode first one? episode. Yeah. Uh, and then after that, you're free. But you can't uh, you can't have your first floor show in a Club Kid boot. It should be in a cunt heel or like something crazy on your and foot. And what did Eva call the name? There's a name for the Club Kid boot? Wasn't it like a day? Dis- a day? A diet? Yeah, there's a name for it. But I Tell us how stupid we are and send a message. Yeah, let us know. Betty. Betty. Okay, this what I thought of this was um Pebbles from the Flintstones if she grew up to be a glam rocker. Yes. Well, yes, because of the fabric, the yellow zebra or yeah, whatever. It was like tiger. It was. it was like sort of cartoonishly no. tiger. I mean, watching her, I got exactly what she was serving, which was the glam rock girl, the girl on the hood of the car crawling around in like a Def Leppard video. Like, and I Loved it. I, I love that she was wasn't one of the best either. ones. Yeah, she's letting her dick out. She you know, loves she, to do have that. You, she does. Have you seen that video of her in the shower? In the shower, just fully naked. Going, oh, are you scared? <laughs> Shaking her dick at you. Fuck off. Um, Hoso. <laughs> Hoso looks like an incredible like K-pop monster girl. Yeah, I was getting very well, like they said, MySpace era. What did they call that? Scene, Scene kids. kids. Yeah. yeah. I was getting that, which was so funny because it's the glasses over her insane eyes. Yeah, she looks did incredible. You, did you like that or no? Okay. Now then Sigourney <laughs> was there like and no? it was Kiss meets Marie Antoinette meets metal meets hardcore rock. I loved it. I thought it was It was, was great. a lot, and it was so cool. The fan flipping. I mean, it was just so beautiful. Yeah. I would like... I love Sigourney's looks. I love everything about that. I would like to see her, like, dirty it up. Like, yeah, once. I mean, yeah. And I feel like what's going to happen is, like, she obviously did well this week. I feel like next week there will be a critique, or they'll call her out, and they'll say specifically your challenge is to look like a corpse, be dead, be dirty. Like, they're going to say that, but that that's the type of shit that always happens, right? Like, where, like, yeah. someone is so good at what they do that they go, like, show us one other version of this where you're a little less, you know, specifically what you always do. Yeah. A little more out of the box. And speaking of... The next diva on the the docket here, Mary Cherry, guess who just entered the waiting room? Well, let's take a break. And when we come back, our special guest, Mary Cherry. Okay, we are back. And now, now we Mary- did. 
We, there, there's something wrong with the internet today. Now, no, Mary, we, are we? <laughs> no, you go. No, you go. No, we you spoke go. to Mary. No, She's Mary in the waiting was room. Here. She is in the waiting room. We but did have her. We did have her. But she said, let me finish this soup. Not even finish. She said, I'm going to make some soup. No, she's going to go get some trade. Get some trade. To deliver her some soup. And the Anyhow, soup is to come. Let's continue now, let's with the floor show. let's get back to where show. we started or finishing where we were at. Mary, Mary Cherry. Cherry comes out <laughs> as the devil showgirl well, with the horns. It's John, and- but it's kind of devilish. It's a little showgirl and it's a little rocket man. Best she's ever looked in my opinion and then the she best. crunched that beer can with her titty now i wish she would have done it like she does in brook brooklyn and i've seen it she takes the titty out she gets her tit all the way out and then slams it down on that thing slams it down yeah that's always a good stuff it's a really good show at metropolitan saint comes out looking like a human motorcycle that was a Mugler inspired outfit and it if you're was- looking for ooky spooky fashionista Make your way over to Saint. It was gorgeous. It was great to pull that inspiration to me. I don't know who made that, if she made that, but it was incredible. And I liked that it was like referencing like a metal look, but it had it was moving. It like had a little flexibility. Well, it was made to out it. of foam. If she had actually had that made out of like a hard plastic and painted to be metal, I think that would have been a lot more expensive and difficult. I no, I I'm saying I liked that it moved because it, I felt like it was like a it wasn't a replica of a garment, but it was inspired by. But she still got notes about her performance on the runway. They were like, "I wish you would have used the costume more, girl." She if had like she... little handle handlebars on her like uh, on her hips and like the mirrors. I was like, she didn't even like it. I don't even remember her like touching it sensually or doing anything to it. Can she become a runway girl like Bimini and like those Drag Race UK girls? Like I feel yeah, like Bimini, she should just what when she would walk would like there'd be some energy behind it. But Saint has what Saint what Saint is lacking in energy when it comes to that sort of stage show performance. It's because the other people are going like spitting blood and pulling their tongue out. I feel like Saint stomps in a fashion way. This competition isn't just about the fashion. It's so about I'm what saying, you can... away from this competition, can she go be a runway yeah. girl? Oh, absolutely. Probably. I want the brands she's to scoop her get up. Signed. Yeah, she's this probably already saying. signed this by a modeling agency. Okay. okay. Jade, how did you feel about this? The color palette was extremely different from all the other divas. I liked it. It was, it was, it was like if Taylor Swift had done a bunch of cocaine. It was like, it, or like me in had... Palm Springs. A ton of cocaine, more cocaine than any human. I almost ended up in the hospital. Um, she and she, her bra was like Cabbage Patch Kid dolls. Their heads, yeah. That reminded me. Remember when Abora on their season did ca- like not Cabbage Patch dolls, but like baby doll titties, and then like milk shot out of them. Oh, well, she did that. It would have been cool if something would have shot out of them. When did we get the bitch pudding uh, cameo? That was at the very top. She's cleaning the bathroom, and then it shows the all the go-go dancers, and then the boulets walk in. Oh, that was at the very beginning. Yeah. Oh. Our first, our first cameo girl, our first carryover girl. I'm sorry season. to randomly bring that up at the end of the runway, but, but she I was great. Just had a flash of that. Um, and then okay, so after the floor show, I liked the breaking of the guitar. Never seen that on this show. I also, and it was a 
real electric guitar. It wasn't Which is like, like shoot, that's expensive. Heavy, that was at least like $500 for that prop. Girl. So then after this, we get the Monsters of Rock. This is the Battle of the Bands. And it's Zenith, which is the team that Dali is on mm-hmm. and running, the lead singer, the leader of. <laughs> Doing the lead. Glam Rot, which is Sigourney's team. Right. Now, thoughts on this? I th- I mean, I agree with everything the judges said. Zenith was cohesive. It was clear that they were all agreeing on stuff. It came together for them to all spit the blood out. There was there was that gag. And it seemed like the other group was so concerned about like, well, when am I going to pick up the glitter? How am I going to hold this glitter? If we're going to do this glitter gag. And Zenith was just like, okay, and at this point in the song, we'll all turn around and you'll pour it into each one of our mouths and we'll make it part of the show. Right. Like it seemed it like just because very... they were so agreeable, everything yeah. just happened nicer. I will say I was surprised that the Glamrot performance was as cohesive as it was because based yeah. on the way they, they were, were doing the little bops in time. Not some people were in the, the going the right way. Other I love that also they came for Hoso when the guitar strap like released. Like that was any of her doing. That right. was a prop that you got for her. Okay, it's not her fault. Wow, wow. <laughs> okay, so after the performances, my favorite part of the show is now this like little sibling chat. It is that the, the closest have. to them being human, normal people I have ever seen. They're compassionate. They're invested. I, I love it. I literally love this part of the show. And I they made it seem like on the second episode that it was going to be something they were just doing that day. Yeah. But now I love it. I hope they continue to do it. And they really break everything down. They're like, the solo looks were the best they've had so far on the yeah. series. But the bands were really underwhelming. I feel like, um, who was Eva on season two or three? Three. That Battle of the Bands was wild, but season two was, like, really good, Yeah, Yeah, and I think in season two, weren't they, like, on location? I think so. Mm Mm-hmm. You know what I miss? They also, what? Locations. I know it's COVID, but I miss, like, seeing them out in the wild. Yeah. Um... So also, wait, 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 wait. All that fighting about that skirt that Sigourney had to make, and I don't even think Mary was wearing it. I think it was she was, but it wasn't. Oh, okay. it, it was it was a it was a skirt. That's all it was. It was like a maxi skirt. The Boulets, they're going. They they get into the details of what went wrong with Mary's performance. Her wig fell off. She was wearing what they call slippers, and then her guitar got caught in Sigourney's cape and ripped and it ripped off her it body. off. Which is to me pretty punk rock. If you ask me. <laughs> if you ask me. When you wanted heels, I wore slippers. But here's that's the punk. Thing. Here's when the thing. you wanted they... wigs, I went bald. That's punk. That's punk. When you wanted me to work with my teammate and not rip her costume off, but I went ahead and ripped it off anyways. And fought that's... with her the whole time. That's, that's punk. <laughs> but here's the thing. Earlier they praised ah! her for always like falling apart and being a mess and going with well, it. They and did this it in time this they... moment too. They were like, yeah. it's endearing. Yeah, and I think it really is. Yeah. But the shoes were unforgivable, and I'll so, tell it to her face. Tell it to her heart, honey. What would you have done? What would your look have been? Oh, I would have gone classic, uh, like, Def Leppard, leather jacket, big hair, headband, gl- like, glam rock makeup, kind of like bitch pudding makeup, you know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about? 
and fringe. So much fringe. Too mm. much leather fringe. And I guess they did. They did. And all black. I leather. think they really praised Betty because if you think about it, I know that the, I know that the monsters don't see the opening scene. But from the viewers, we see the opening scene. The boules are styled 80s. Mm-hmm. In the video message, they say glam rock because they f- didn't the, did they say there were the vampires and we ate our way which answers the question about lore they're vampires they're vampires said it. and it says that they sucked their blood or they fucked sucked and fucked their way through the 80s didn't they say yeah. something like that yes they said that so they mentioned they name checked 80s yes right so my my thought would be i i personally if i wasn't trying to fit the brief I would go like '90s new metal, Limp Biscuit, Corn, Jinko jeans, chain wallet. What is like, the Juggalo face? Not ju- I wouldn't go Juggalo because that's like a little. What too you wouldn't be drinking me. your little Fago? What do they drink? What squirt? Squirt. No, they drink a drink. Surge. That, no, not sur- but surge. Surge drink- was like a more intense Mountain Dew, and we had to drive to Indiana to get it. Do you ever mix it with booze? No, because I was a middle schooler. So was I, and I was doing booze cruises all over the place. <laughs> um, we would I've... load. We would swing by Sonic, grab us a big lemonade, drink half of it, throw half that crushed ice out, or eat it, and then pour in um, vodka. And then we would just drive around, just loops around the neighborhood, baby, just living our best life. So then Zenith wins Battle of the Bands. No, it's called. That's not what it's called. It is. It's called Monsters of Rock Battle of the Bands. Okay. So then like Zenith. Like the challenge is called Monsters of Rock, but the, the band battle is called Battle of the Bands. What'd you think of the song? Uh, well, I was surprised that Poppy made this because she used to make like pop music. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing about Poppy is that like she claims to be a computer. Like she yeah. claims to be AI. Obviously, she's just like a person. But yeah. there's a team of people that d- decide what Poppy's doing. She's not, a, at least my understanding is that she's not an independent artist. So there's like a whole creative team. And so I think it's interesting that they pivoted because I actually think she probably has a bigger following with her voice like that in a metal world than oh absolutely yeah um yeah the song had so many different like i I thought it was a great song because it was well i mean i wouldn't listen to it but it had so much (laughs) dynamic stuff going on it would change tempo it was like hardcore it went down there was just a lot to play with and i i believe that zenith played with the tempo and choreo better and they and they won yeah and then we find out for the extermination challenge that the whole team has to do it, not just the bottom two. And Sigourney is plucked because... They literally said, they said, if your team would have won, you would have won. Yeah, they literally were like, okay, um, uh, Zenith wins. Dali, you're the winner. Your character, you know, will be in the comic book in Heavy Metal Magazine. And they basically said, Sigourney, you're number two. But also number poo, because you're going to be doing the extermination But before challenge. they talk about this, what happens, Diva? They go down the line. I remember on my season, which is in no way comparable to this, but we had to do that. What, and I, how many people were left? On ours? It was like yeah. a full, I think maybe eight, 
nine people. Like, it was early. And we all said Loris, even though I wanted to say Frankie Doom. But because everyone, everyone said else Loris. had said Loris, and I was, like, second to last, I was like, I guess the choice has been made, so I just say Loris. I guess that is true, because imagine being like, it, okay, so essentially the Boulets say, who should go home and why? Starts with Zava, and it just sort of, it's like Zava, Hoso. Like, they just go down the line, and it's like, Mary, 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 quite contrary, Mary. By the time it gets to Betty and Jade, it would feel kind of crazy for like it gets to Jade and Jade out of nowhere is like, Dolly, you're a cunt. You should go home. Like <laughs> it would just cause extra drama that was completely unnecessary. So yeah. to me, it does make sense. It's like if it's if the votes go into Mary, you might as well vote with the team. Absolutely. And it it was really hard to watch that. But also- Mary was really hurt. Yeah, which I've never seen her show emotion like that. I've never seen her hurt. So it was hard to watch. But also after watching that whole episode, it makes complete sense. She wasn't making any friends. Yeah. Well, the whole team goes for the extermination. So it's Betty and Sigourney and Mary and Jade. And the extermination is what, honey? They're going to get electrocuted, honey. Why is it called the Dread Not Electrocutioner? <laughs> the Dread Not Electrocutioner. But why Why is it why have that dread name? Not? Dread why Not? Why Dread Not? Maybe because it probably didn't hurt that bad. That is an attraction at this place called, should I just say, 17 Rooms in the OC. So like even like 13-year-old girls are going and getting electrocuted. You So what, they traveled them there? I guess so. It's part of the attractions there. Unless there's another one closer to L.A. But, like, that is just one of the rooms in that. Remember when they first walk in and they were in that rotating room with the clowns and they got put in those little tubes and they were, like, launch? Yeah, the haunted house. Yeah, it's the same place. Same place, different room. 17 rooms. That might be room 18, 19, 5. I don't know. Wait, but the drip. It's not called Dreadnought. Ele- That's their name for it. The Boulets gave it a different name and then gave it a voiceover. How they really do create a whole narrative. Good for them. Fuck. Yeah, so they used it as a set and did whatever they want. 17 rooms. Okay, amazing. So then, unfortunately, Mary gets murdered. She, or sorry, execu- uh, exterminated. And she uh, makes her way through the strip club and good old thick thighs Bruin strangles her to death. And I would let that man choke me with his cock. Whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa. You know who has? (laughs) You said first and last name? Mama, it's a thing that happened. It's called the seventeenth door. My bad. Are um, you? So we did it. Listen, I think Mary Soup is finally heated up. So we have a very special guest. Um, our last segment of the show is going to be an interview with the one and only Brooklyn's uh, mother of sh- Brooklyn. The mother of Brooklyn. That's what she calls herself. The mother of Brooklyn drag. The instigator herself. The overly honest diva and doll. This is the a great soup, chat. The soup gal. The soup gal. We're the goulash ghouls, and she's the soup gal. The soup gal. gal. All right. Uh, thank you so much we'll for be- listening. 
We'll be back after this with Mary Cherry. Oh, goodbye. And we're back. back. Feeling very Very spooky spooky. and soupy. We do have Mary Cherry here. She decided to eat a soup. She's having a soup. Hi, She's Mary. She's having a nice lentil. Mary Cherry's in Mary Cherry's a legend. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's been a long time since I've, I think it was 2019. Last time you were on the show, you um, came to our studio in person in L.A. <sighs> yeah. And you came in full drag mm-hmm. because you were like, I'm, we're doing a photo. So yeah, I'm going to be in full drag for my appearance. And it was early in the morning. It was and very you, early. And you were wearing have, a heel. Yeah. You should have been in a heel for a, for a seated photo. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I, um, I'm someone that's like, you know, you got to do it all. You know, I like I, I don't say no to most things. Like, mm-hmm. and I always want to show the best I can when, you know, I'm trying to show face. And thanks for the 500 followers i got from your show <laughs> oh word yeah. oh wow we love that now how many of you lost since this episode came out <laughs> um, we'll get to i it. think i lost about 40 and i'm like Bye. <laughs> so mary okay. this we started off our podcast episode saying that we were both screaming at the tv enjoying ourselves this was such a good episode of dragula yeah. mm-hmm. i know that there was a lot that you probably were seeing for the first time, right? A lot that you were experiencing because they don't send you a cut ahead of time. Of course, yeah. Um, but from a from an outsider standpoint, this was great TV. This yeah. was like pitch perfect reality competition yeah. TV. We had a blast. Good, I'm glad. That's that's like what's important. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Did you? How did you feel when you saw it? Yeah. What was you? What were your feelings? Um. I feel so one one thing first things first I want to say that I love the Boulay brothers like they um oh I should turn that off Are they texting uh, you right now? That's no. them being like don't talk to those two faggots. <laughs> no. Um I respect them and our friendship that I've had with them for almost a decade, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um and also the cast and the crew uh, majority of the cast, <laughs> but um, <laughs> my experience watching this episode was like, well, first, I never want to be someone that's like, oh, I blame it on the edit because I think that's bullshit. Right. Because uh, I said what I said and I would say it again. Mm. Um, but I thought the cutbacks were a little harsh, you know? like Oh, when you said... I would never, because they got me again. I was like, oh, no, ah. they got you. <laughs> that was so they were like, you have. Yeah. I was like, wowzers. Um, you know, that kind of was, even though I did say that, I do feel that anyone that can actually think about or can hear would know that, even though I did say that, I feel that. Where where I was coming from was very different than where Sigourney was coming from when we both said it. Because mm. I was That's literally interesting because we were saying that it felt almost similar because really? you were 
Yeah, because you were, it seemed like you were a little bit fed up with Coco and you were like, let's hope for was, the best. Let's hope for the best. And it seemed yeah. like she was fed up with you saying the same thing. I, see, that's interesting because that's not how I felt. I felt like oh. I was trying to build. I can see how, you know, everyone has their interpretation, right. but I just know how I felt at that moment. And I was literally frustrated with Coco without a doubt, but I was trying to build her up hopefully build her up but i guess you know i learned from the confessionals that didn't that was not happening mm. whatsoever uh. and she was hating me the entire time which was something i didn't know until later on oh that was a new development for you oh yeah i had no idea i thought we were good we were working together and even though there were some really rough patches i thought everything was cool between us and i i learned differently as time progressed Interesting. Now, can I ask you, did you watch this alone before you watched it at your viewing party? I This one, knowing what was going to happen, I had to watch with my best friend in San Francisco while okay. I was there. Mm. Uh, just because I just knew... There were moments where, you know, I talked about my grandmother, for example, and uh, I, I just knew they were going to put that in there, and they didn't. Uh, and I was just like a oh. crying mess. Uh, oh. that, and I was very nervous about showing myself so broken down, you know? Yeah, I did have a question about that, because when you guys were in the, I'm sorry, when y'all were in the uh, cauldron, Sigourney, or one of you had brought up, like, I we connected, we were speaking about our dead family, yeah, and that. I was like, that's the first I'm hearing of her mother dying, I think. Right. Unless she's I, mentioned it in previous episodes. I was like, that's the first I've heard of this. And I never saw that conversation happen. So I have no clue what y'all are fighting about now. Oh, that happened off camera. Um, oh. Us talking about uh, our uh, dead relatives. Um, but I was shocked. And I'm sure you can see it off, off my face. I was shocked that she was saying that we I have not tried to connect with her in some way. And then she was like, well, you've been saying this about me. And I'm like, well, girl, I'm not talking about what I've been saying. I'm talking about how I try to connect with you in the beginning of us filming. And you right. literally, you literally were like um, a wall. It was yeah. a wall. It was a literal wall. And um, that was my, my biggest thing is that, I would have a very real moment. And that's one thing I learned. One thing I learned from filming this show is that I am way too honest and upfront for most people. Mm. And it's yes. really, I am in a community of people that are exactly the same way. Yes. And I forget when I go away that people aren't equipped to handle what what people that like myself put out sometimes and right. honesty and cause there, I had some true honest moments with Sigourney that weren't seen on camera. And it was just, and I even said, I'm like, well, even while I'm talking to you, I feel like there's nothing there. And she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Everything's okay. And I'm like, okay, girl. Well, I can tried. I, can I ask you? Cause uh, um, when you kept talking about, Oh, Sigourney's playing a game. Sigourney's playing a game. Was it unclear for some people that people were behaving differently on and off camera because they were really aware that they were making a TV show? 
Was it unclear to me? Yeah. No. Uh, like, no, did you I, know that the motivation was, oh, when the cameras are on, I'm going to be on the TV show. But then when I'm at the house, I'm not going to be on the TV show. So I don't need well, to be on the TV show when I'm at the house. First off, I'm extra. So we know, Mary. Okay. We've met. No, Mary, we know. Like, we know. We know. So I was me the on and time. off camera the whole time. Right. There was no. So it was so fresh. I love my castmates, but I feel like so many of them were timid, especially in the beginning, which mm-hmm. is why it became the Mary Cherry show. Okay. <laughs> uh, for a moment. And then, um, then um, I feel that. And I, I tried my hardest to bring them out. Like mm-hmm. you saw it with um, Betty, you saw it with Jade, where I literally was just like, yo, like, where's your passion, you know? And I um, I feel like Betty definitely came out of her shell yes. um, without a doubt. And Jade came out of her shell just in time to stab me in the back. Because you felt like I pulled you aside, I had a pep talk with you, and then you said my name out there on the floor show. Um, that that's separate, to be honest. Like, I that part, even though it was very traumatic, <laughs> um, I just felt like it was more the cauldron, um, where I just felt like she was lying, mm. uh, face lying. About yeah, there the was fights. a little bit. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Well, you no. Want- Let I was going to ask us a question about a very specific moment in that <laughs> me fight. Me too. Yeah. Which was when Betty she's seemed to some be, soup. <laughs> she's having a sip of soup. <laughs> Betty seemed to have um, kind of agreed with you in a way that was like she offered you help and you said no. And everybody in the other on the when other you're talking team, about making the outfit was making the outfit. Yes. And I For, said no. I don't think no. That's what no, 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 no. And Betty said that. Sigourney said no, that she didn't want your help. Betty was agreeing oh, yeah. with you. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes, So yes. she agreed with you, and Zavaleta agreed with you. Yeah. But Jade seemed to have chosen Sigourney's side. Yeah, because at, at that time, Sigourney, or Jade, sorry, Jade was very upset at both. Oh, my God. I'm this is, Betty and I. Yeah. This is okay. So this was going to be my question. Did you feel in that fight at the cauldron that you all really actually knew what you were fighting about? Because the way the, the way this the way episode it's edited, happened, it's it just literally like, another... it seemed like no one was going to get along from the beginning on that team, and then it just seemed like everyone was picking a fight with everyone about everything. So by the end of it, it just seemed like it was like we don't like each other. It didn't seem like there was an actual argument happening do you feel like there's an actual argument that was happening uh the argument for at the in the cauldron you're talking about yeah the, in the cauldron it was mainly myself and betty who were like we were very upset at the leadership of Saborni, and we i was kind of shocked because for me personally the moment i realized and some time went by before i realized that so the team leader meant she leads the whole, or not the team leader. What is like what lead they singer? Say? Lead singer. I'm like we were gonna. You, we talked about that previously. How, but Mary. How Mary? It was so Mary. explicit. You were the they, only they, one. It was the leader of the team. They were, were the only person who didn't know. I, people knew. I did not realize that. I didn't talk to the other team about 
Dolly being in the team leader. I didn't know that Dolly was a team leader until later on when I realized that they were teams. Do you I think had you no just idea. didn't hear it because you wanted to be the leader? No, babes. <laughs> I literally, I'm so sure. First off, I know how to share a stage. Okay. I yes. had, I do a lot of competitions. Yeah. And one way for people not to win is to not share a stage. Right. Of course. I was coming from a place that we, I literally thought, because team lead singer is not, to me, does not sound like you are the leader of the group. Right. You're a part of they, the group. That's yeah, your job is to sing. I, she, yeah. She's singing. That's what I thought that was her job. If they had said the leader of the group, that would have told me that she's the leader. Right. And we and, did see that confusion because you yes. were, you said that to them. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. Because I was like, what are you talking about? I was so confused by that. And then you don't see this, but when we're on stage practicing, I literally pulled someone aside and asked them, or like I had to get clarification from someone that, yes, that actually is, like, she is the leader. Like someone on production. Yes. And once I got confirmation, I was like, wow, I'll take it. And you kind of see me say, "Take it." I'll take a step back. Let's do what you got to do. And like, I'll follow suit. And Regardless of what she says, because there was a moment where she did say, like, you you still gave me shit. I followed suit and was like, whatever you want, we'll do. And we were working as a team on and off camera. But by then, the damage was already done. Right. Right. So there was so much stress by that time. Do you. Okay, so this so. Obviously, what, Meeple? Nothing, go ahead. Oh, obviously, I mean, so much happened in this episode. I mm-hmm. let's, let's take a moment to celebrate your solo floor show look. You look yes. incredible. Thank that you. That was, I, we, I, you came out and I was like, this is the best she's ever looked. But I keep saying thank that you. each week. It's oh, just incredible you. to glow up. Um, and the, they, someone that. said that that was inspired by who? Elton John. <laughs> Elton John. I love Poppy. 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 Yeah. Well, okay. you remember her name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I had a roommate who like was obsessed with her. Oh. Um, Poppy. Yeah. Brought that up, and my thing was like, that's my humor because I was like, I know people are going to do like Kiss and like other death metal. I'm going to do Elton John, but also just learning about Elton John over the years, as you know, one homosexual would. Mm-hmm. I realized that. He, um, I, re- I heard a story about how he was, perf- uh, he had a, some heroin overdose or whatever, and someone put like an EpiPen or something. I don't think they had EpiPens back then in his heart uh-huh. to like can make him come back. And he like showed up to the gig with the needle still in his chest. And when I heard that story, I was like, that is the most fucking punk rock thing I've ever heard of. Mm. And that's why I um, chose Elton John, um, because also he has like angels and demons as someone who struggled with uh, drugs. I just felt like that was a very good example of the struggles I had uh, before my stroke, you know? Yes. Right. Yeah. Mary, you obviously got exterminated. Are you excited for the reunion? Sorry, there was ham in my mouth. Um <laughs> As Sherry Shepard says on 30 Rock. Yes. Ham. Um, 
I'm very excited for the reunion because there's a lot to be said right. that needs to be said. And um, I'm ready to just like politely say it as much as possible. Well, oh. you being polite is not something that I've ever seen or seen, heard yeah, before. Exactly. So what is that? What kind of response? Oh, I'm a polite using? person. I'm just very You're yelling. You're yelling right now. See? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so mad. I literally said cuz someone you said pull that away. It doesn't need to be that close. During the episode they were like, "Mary, uh, well you were yelling at me." And I was like, "If I was to yell, this whole building would shake." And they didn't put it in, and I'm like, "What?" That was gold. That well, was we'll a good line. It, we'll put it in we'll here. We'll put it in here. <laughs> Listen, Mary. And then you'll um, get a call. We um, want to thank you so much no, for I being... I have one more question. Okay. And it's going to be hard. Oh, okay. But I think people are going to get mad at us if we don't ask you. Okay. Oh, okay. What is it? There's a lot of stuff going around. People are accusing you of being a misogynist. Yes. And I just want to give you maybe the opportunity to respond to that. Okay. Um, uh, me personally watching that last episode I could see how people could say that um, there's been a lot of discourse from the very beginning of the season people saying that you or mm-hmm. not saying that everybody on the cast is a misogynist by bringing yeah. up her boobs by doing little things like that um, I don't believe you to be a bigot in any way no but what do you I mean what do you have to say after watching it and seeing what people are saying so after last night, I was just like, misogynist, what? Like, I'm like, do I not understand the meaning of misogynist? Because I thought I did. And so I looked it up, okay, mm-hmm. just so I got a clear understanding of what it is. And misogynist is, well, let me. You got to get that dictionary out. Okay. Where is it? Oh, yeah. Here we go. A person who dislikes, despise, or is strongly prejudiced against women. And first off, I don't li- dislike women. I was a dislike or strongly prejudiced. I do not like Sigourney. Mm-hmm. Okay. She's not yeah. the only one on the cast that I can say that I don't like or I'm not friendly with or whatever, but she's the one that I had the biggest issue. There was a lot of things that I feel happened that made me not like or trust her. And as time progressed, it got stronger and stronger and stronger. I don't think she's a horrible person. I, she is not for me. She's not my cup of tea. I'm not ordering what's on the menu. And I know she's not, but it's interesting that everything that I had to say to her was to her face, very honest and real, whatever, if she agreed with it or not, if anyone agreed with it. But I have been shocked on all the things she's been saying in the confessionals. And she's like saying it with such anger. Mm-hmm. But she, I never saw that person. I never mm-hmm. saw that person. What she gave us whenever talking about me in the confessionals, I never saw that person. No one ever saw that person. So she's a homophobe. No, fuck me, God. Okay, God, I'm just trying to draw connections. I mean, I mean that. Could, see, that's the thing. It's like that's the thing. I'm just saying that, like you disagreeing with one person on the show. I I didn't personally. I'm 
I guess I'm putting my neck out here because I'm going to get dragged. Well, I didn't see you being... I'll speak after you as the, the cis white man, so I'll, oh, yeah. cover, We're the just getting, two I'll men. Co- cover the getting dragged part, so go ahead. Um, I didn't... I don't... I mean, I have never been a woman, so I don't understand. There might have been microaggressions. There might have been a lot of stuff going on that I just didn't see, but I didn't see you being an outright misogynist. I saw you arguing with another contestant. That's yes. what I saw. And that's what I thought was happening. I, it didn't matter if I got into a few other arguments with people, their gender and their religion and their race had nothing to do with it. Okay. Yeah. It's the thing of, um, on previous, uh, shows that have like drag contestants, if they're all at the time, cis, you know, gay men, then that levels the playing field. And when arguments happen, those arguments happen. But in with in Dragula world, all of the contestants are all different types of people. Mm-hmm. And so any time, which is great, but yeah. anytime two people argue that are of different groups or identities, yeah. then it's very easy to level the accusation that that wasn't just an argument. It was also misogyny or it was also racism or it was also another type of bigotry. Yeah. That doesn't mean, as we all know, you know, in the zeitgeist that the larger part of the way we treat other people is influenced by, like, these systems of oppression that trickle down. It doesn't mean, like Meepal was saying, that there aren't microaggressions that we don't understand about racism and misogyny and homophobia. Mm -hmm. But I don't think anything from my point, what we saw on the TV show, was you were like, oh – that's like a cis woman, so fuck her, and I'm not listening to her. Absolutely not. I No, it was a clash of personality. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's I've been called an N-word and a monkey and all that. Yeah, I was gonna ask days. you, what's your favorite um hate hate message you got? Um oh someone emailed me, which is crazy because I don't know how you got my email. Oh okay, wow. well, I, you gave me your email. No, not no, you. No, not you. <laughs> so stupid. No, someone emailed me, and I think they emailed me because there's no way, like, for me to like shame them because I've been posting people's um, letters to me on my Insta story. Uh huh. And um, they were like, "You're a horrible. You look like a fucking dried up monkey. Why don't oh, you wow. eat a banana?" and die fuck and i was like okay you're like but actually eating a banana will help me can we make it a banana cream pie okay okay (laughs) she's like can i get a well listen thank you so much for being here thank you so much and uh, all i can say about the reunion is you know hope for the best can't wait to see it (laughs) yes and i the best. I just want to say thank you for letting me just have a moment to like talk with you guys. Um, I mean, I understand you guys, this is a crazy show that you don't really know everything that happened. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I hope people are entertained and were entertained by me. Uh, and for the haters, like hopefully I'll be in your city soon so I can give you an autographed copy of me in a banana suit. Oh yes. my god. Wait, I did Wait. want to know quickly, why was the madam from the Weird Wild West green and also why did she have one eye? I, she's an alien. We really got into that on this show when you when you walked on the runway. We were like, "Look how gorgeous that garment is. Why is she green? 
Why she's she an alien. Eye? So it's an alien. She was so an was... alien, madam. I got that. Yeah, I was. I, but I. Yeah, I can't get behind that one eye, Mary. You know, yeah, I'm not gonna lie to you. No, the one eye, it was a mistake. But I was like, oh, it'd be different. <laughs> oh, oh my god. But all at least you could say I tried to like go outside my box. Yes, and you Demon, did. You okay, yourself you, green. You went you outside your box. The, the look, right? Oh, I still have the look. Oh, you gotta wear that. Wear that the glass look on that anywhere you go. Yeah, no, it's it's um, it's a good look. But um, that's another thing. It's like I really tried very hard to go outside my box of like beauty drag uh, for the whole show. And um, I can't wait to like show people what, you know, what, what I got to offer. Well, we we love you, Mary. Thank you. Oh, for wait, being one more here. thing. We, all of okay. your teammates were bitches for not telling you that the inside of your ear was green. How dare they? <laughs> I Let knew it was green. It just wouldn't come like out. That. Shut all up. Right. It just would I'll, not come out. Anyway, I'll talk no, to you later. That's the sign. <laughs> that's the sign of a true Dragula queen having remnants of a look from three days prior still on yes. your body. Me exactly. and Vander used to go shopping downtown, and she would still have glue strips across her head. Like uh, <laughs> the glue would not. Oh, Mary's back on the soup. Well, We're, enjoy we'll your soup, you Mary. <laughs> All right, bye, babes. Bye, bye. bye. You know what? We won't be spooky on the outro. So thanks so much for listening to Spooky Seconds. We'll yeah, be annoying. Fucking annoying. You stupid We talk idiots. all the time <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> and we're talking about Dragula season four. So bibbity boppity boo. Boo. Don't bully Mary Cherry. She made great TV. Yeah, leave her alone. Sigourney, come on the show whenever Sigourney, you want. You we want to talk on, to you about your great get on drag. Here, let's talk. You're beautiful. I hope you win. Love your hair. <laughs> Truly. I think she will. All right, goodbye. Doodle doot doot forever dog. To listen to Sloppy Seconds ad free and one day early, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Sloppy Seconds is produced by Forever Dog and Moguls of Media, aka Mom. Hosted by Big Dipper and Meatball. Music, editing, and sound design by William Pitt. Executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Joe Cilio, Brett Boehm, and Alex Ramsey. Our artwork was drawn by Christian Cimarroni. And our theme song was written by Mike Malarkey. <laughs>